0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shameen Sadiq. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shameen Sadiq.
2: Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shameen Sadik, and you're listening to us today on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. So the topic for today is friends, beloved in the good times, crucial in the hard times. So I was thinking about this topic before the show began and wondering how I was going to frame it all up. And what I realized is that um, I have gratitude for so much in my life and friends being a huge, huge piece of that. But sometimes it just gets overlooked. My, my friendships get kind of overlooked. I get busy. I get busy with work. I'm traveling. Or I'm distracted by, um, for example, a man in my life. Or there's a lot going on with the kids. And the friends just kind of fall by the wayside, at least in my In my mind, they do. It's not like they're going anywhere, but it's more like I kind of forget that they're there. Um, Sometimes I'm lucky enough to remember, and most of the time that's true, but sometimes I do forget until something bad happens. And then who do I turn to right away? My friends. And so I want to, in the spirit of Thanksgiving that's coming, this is the Thanksgiving season, this is the harvest season, Uh, it's the autumn as we talked about last week, Uh, express my gratitude for the friendships that I do have. They are um, rocks that I can always count on, and I hope that I reciprocate really uh, uh, well and know that sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Nobody's perfect. And I'm so delighted because one of my friends volunteered to join me here on the show today. And so I'd like to introduce my good friend, Caroline Francisco. Welcome. Welcome.
3: Thank you, Shamim. Hi, everyone. I'm very <laughs> pleased to be on the show today.
2: I am so happy that you are here, too. And and would it be okay with you if I told our listeners how this came about?
3: Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, so, Carolyn and I, we've been friends for a few years. We met because our kids go to the same school. And... um both of us are, are professional women, we're, we're, I won't say our ages, but we're in our 40s, and and we have a, a lot of things going on in our lives that are very similar. And we became friends, we started to go out for dinner, we started to hang out, and uh, last week we were out for dinner, and we were just talking together about what our friendship has been like in recent times times, and that led us to the topic of, well, the topic of coming on the radio show, and that led us to decide, hey, let's talk about friends. That's what we've been talking about is our friendship. So I'm so delighted that it worked out, and I love it when things come together at the last minute. (laughs) And it's one of the really nice things about our friendship is I think we have something already, even in the few years that we've known each other, we have something um, that we can lean into. Uh, both of us, that we can kind of count on. Does it feel that way for you, too?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, it, as you were saying, it started with a common thing that was our kids going back to the, to the same school, and, and from there, like, we started being interested in each other and, and discovered a lot more in terms of uh, common values and, uh, and professional challenges and, and also personal challenges, and, and I think that has uh, really opened a world of uh, discoveries for both of us and, and trying to understand and help each other.
2: I think so too. I think it's been great and that leads me to the the frame if you like for the first part of our show which is what constitutes real friendship. And so thinking about our friendship and as well as others that you engage in, Caroline, what do you think? What are some of the ingredients for a real authentic friendship?
3: Well, I I mean it's a, it's a difficult uh, question to answer, but I think there are common things and I, I would say like friendship is is a form of love, but what what it is is really a deep bond. And um, how do you achieve a deep bond? I think it's uh, as you were saying earlier to have a set of uh, common interests and and sharing things uh, together already create a level field to to be able to build something. But then it goes way past that. I think it's um, having common values, uh, feeling um, like a supportive uh, to each other, and um, and we've talked about a. At that as well, but it's also a commitment to each other's um, happiness um, in terms of uh, like you you want the best for for the other person and and you want to be there in good times and in bad times
2: you know i I didn't want to go to the bad times right away because i I love focusing on the positive <laughs> first but i can't I can't help but go there um, now that you've opened this because I feel like um, it's a conversation I've had with well, three three or four friends in particular that I can think of at this moment recently, which is um, uh, the one about, um, please tell me if I don't look happy. Please tell me if you think I'm making a choice that isn't um, a life-affirming choice for me. And in all of the cases, um, you included, um, my friends had thought that I wasn't making the best choice but were hesitant to say anything because they didn't want to feel like they were offending me and so I'm with you on this as a as a crucial ingredient for a good friendship is is to that I love the way you framed it a commitment to each other's happiness and that's I think one of the hardest things if you think the person isn't happy to tell them
3: it is uh, it is very difficult and uh, and and sometimes um, like it can put the friendship at risk and but I think it's also how you realize if the friendship was authentic and real in the first place.
2: True enough. True enough. So yesterday I was having coffee with one of my neighbors who is also a friend and we were talking about this very thing and she said, "You know, what if I told you that I didn't." agree with something you were doing, and you really wanted to do it anyway, then wouldn't that put our friendship at risk? And I, I don't know if I have the answer. I mean, I told her I want her to tell me her truth, but there may be times when her truth and mine are different. And so I wonder, how have you dealt with, so sorry to go right into the, the yeah. hard things, but how have you dealt with that? And um, let's talk about it together.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's something that I was bothering me inside, but as you were saying, I didn't know if I had the right uh, to bring that to your attention or not, because um, uh, exactly as you were saying, everybody has a right to make their own choices and has the right to live their life the way they want it, and who is the other person or the other friend to say, like, no, what you're doing is probably not the best for you. Um, so, it wasn't a, a, an easy uh, situation. It's, uh, I actually seek um, advice from other um, friends and family members and, and trying to ask, what would you do in this situation? Like, here is what I feel, here is what I see, but at the same time, the person seems happy and, and wants to lead her life. What would you do? And to be honest with you, um, I got a 50-50% response. Some people are saying, you have no right. Um, to do that because that's their life and other people were saying no a true friend um, should uh, be free to to set the truth and and explain what they feel so it's only I think at a point where I thought um, the person could like uh, the the friend could be really really unhappy that I decided it was worth uh, maybe losing the friendship and um, and I knew there was a risk, as you were saying, I could have uh, received that in a very negative way, and that would have impacted our friendship. But I think, um, like uh, going back to the commitment of uh, happiness, I think uh, seeing the person not being hurt and being happy was more important than trumped um, our personal friendship.
2: And you know what I'm noticing is that this has made our friendship even stronger.
3: Yes, that's true. And I mean, it was uh, I remember that day when we were at the restaurant and and having that conversation and and it wasn't a pleasant conversation. I mean, it's one of those crucial conversations that you think you need to have, but you don't know what the result is going to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that we had it, both because um you showed me something that I was I had seen, but was sort of uh, reluctant to really acknowledge and and look at. and also because it has made us so much stronger. You know, I was thinking about how to like what what is the point of talking about friendship when it relates to leadership? How does it relate to leadership? And I think um, we're hitting on something that's really important here, which is the courage that it takes. And there's the connection for me or one connection anyway. I mean, this is stories from the heart of leadership. so I'm always I'm always wanting to link the topic to leadership. Small L. It doesn't have to be about positional leadership, but just in terms of leadership in our own lives. And I'm finding a link now in the realm of courage, the courage that it takes to speak your truth with um, a certain amount of compassion, but a certain amount of fierceness knowing that the other person, that you don't know how the other person is going to respond or what's going to come out of that. And I, I admire that quality in you. I acknowledge that quality in you. Um, I have it in me when it comes to work. And I think I have it in me when it comes to friendship, too. But I haven't been tested in quite such a big way recently recently. So. Yeah,
3: and, and that's true. I mean, that's what I uh, I see every day in the business world, and uh, and um, like it's uh, so much easier to inspire people, uh, and it could be your employees or your customers or your suppliers. Doesn't matter, but it's so much easier to inspire them when you're authentic and and show how passionate or vulnerable you can be. Um, and the same applies to uh, the same applies to friendship, but. Um, I recall, like, uh, through my thinking process about our situation, I recall thinking about, like, I hope she's going to see that I have nothing to win um, by by saying that. And yes. then, like, just to show that I was genuine um, intention as opposed to wanting to get something out of it. And yeah. that's really, like, the last thing that made me say, like, you know what, like, I'm not gaining or losing anything. Oh, I mean, I may lose friendship, but there's no no other gain by telling the truth and and hopefully the other person will see that and, and I think you see that also in business transactions when when you look for a win win situation and you don 't try to overpower the other person you interact with
2: yeah, I think it 's about um, uh, not holding it as a win or a lose, and also this piece about intention that 's what 's central for me is you know if if my intention is is good, is for the highest um, and best for this person, for the relationship, for the transaction, or for whatever we're talking about, um, I think that makes it, I don't know, that makes a difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah what, instead of thinking about it as if I win, he loses, or if she wins, I lose, and yeah, that sort of um, zero-sum game that we sometimes can play. Yeah, Exactly. Um I've, I I realize we said we were we wanted people to call in and join us and I haven't given the number so let me <laughs> pause for a second and say if you're drawn to join this conversation about friendship and what constitutes real friendship um please please call in we're at 1888 346-9141. I know I have a couple of people on Facebook who liked the show description when I, when I sent it out today. And perhaps one of you will call and, and share your thoughts with us. Um, I was I was looking at the, the people who did actually like it on Facebook. And one of the things that I noticed is one of them is a friend from long, long ago. We knew each other in elementary school. And I was thinking about that. You know, what, what constitutes real friendship and what allows friendship to endure for so many years without maybe having contact in between i have a few friends like that where we can just pick up the phone and and start talking and it's like we never really left off even if it's been a few years um what about you caroline do you have friends like that and what do you think makes that possible
3: yeah i actually have uh, two friends like that back in my country in france and um and we've known each other since we were like two or three years old and um and it's the same thing we've had a uh, different path uh since, but there's always we always come back and and reconnect every time we can see each other and and almost take it where we left off which is uh, interesting and and i think it's um a big part is uh is history we've had such a such a common uh history together and um and we've seen each other uh developing like professionally personally and and I think it creates such a strong strong foundation that that it doesn't uh, it doesn't go away, and and I think even if you're if today you're you're different, um, this bond is so strong that that it helps you to kind of overcome those uh, differences, um, and also some common values. I think um, I think as long as you you have the same thing about trust and respect and and being happy to see the other person happy, I think it's uh, those strong values. Um, like can carry your friendship for almost forever, um, especially when you've met each other when you were just kids.
2: No, I, I was thinking again about this uh, particular friend. Um, I was at a time in my life when I was, I didn't have a lot of friends. When I was in elementary school, I didn't have very many friends. And this person knows me from that time. And there's only one or two people that I'm still in relationship with or still in connection with, not even, I wouldn't call it relationship because we're just Facebook. Um, we chat on Facebook, but we haven't really seen each other. And there's something about, I, I mean, I'd love to talk to her now that I've mentioned her a couple times. I hope she either calls in or that I'm going to have to get in touch with her afterwards because <laughs> there's no accident here but there's something about knowing our history, knowing each other's history, like you said. And it it could be back to the beginning of of time, you know, back to when we were three, four, five, six, seven years old. Or it could even be the more recent history. But something about walking that path and knowing that other person's story that I think contributes to this longevity that we're talking about now. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah, I I think it's, um, I mean, it's... um, it's almost the same bond as uh, family members, where where you grow together in good and tough times, and and you you're witnessing what each other experiences in life, and and that creates a very 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 strong bond.
2: Hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Well, we're going to be heading to a break in a few minutes, or in a few minutes, not in a few minutes, in a few moments, but before we do, I want to give you the number again to call. So the topic today is friends, beloved in the good times, crucial in the hard times, and I'm here with my friend, Caroline Francisco, and would love it if you would join us and share your thoughts about what constitutes friendship, why friendship is so important. Uh, the number is one 346 four one and uh, just pick up the phone uh, call that number talk to Kevin our engineer he'll get you set up and you can join us and we can chat more about it we're going to head into a break now but when we come back um, let's talk about why friendship is so important for us all there have to be some benefits and I'm guessing there are some health benefits as well as some social ones so we'll talk about that after the break be right back your world.
4: Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community.
4: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamine an email. Her email address is shamin at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership.
2: Welcome back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I'm your host, Shamine Sadiq, and I'm here with my friend, Caroline Francisco, and the topic today is friends, beloved in the good times, crucial in the hard times. Now, before we jump back into the conversation, I just want to let you know about some upcoming events that may be of interest. If you are a professional um, coach, a human resources professional, or someone who who works with leaders in leadership development, you may want to join me for the Leadership Circle Profile Certification. And that is happening, uh, I'm teaching it two more times this year. One is October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Denver So if you're on uh, that side of the continent and want to join me there, there's uh, still time, I think, to register. And as well, I'm teaching here in my hometown of Toronto, which always makes me so happy, November 19th, 20th, and 21st. So um, don't hesitate. You need to do your own 360-degree assessment beforehand so that you can receive the results in the training. So give yourself enough lead time if you're thinking of doing it. And um, go to theleadershipcircle.com to register. Secondly, in the vein of why friendship is so important, um, we have a public power circle coming up in Chicago on November 3rd. Now, those of you who have joined me for a power circle previously will know that it's a fantastic opportunity to pause, take a bit of a time out. Um, For those of us who are in the human development sphere, it's a chance for us to do the work that we invite our clients to do to do that work with ourselves. That's really what a power circle is. It's it's to continue to build resilience, to continue to build leadership, and to empower us to move forward more elegantly and more easefully um, into whatever is next for us after after we uh... pause for this day so that is in chicago november 3rd uh... the cost is three hundred and forty nine dollars and you can register at my website which is anjaleadership.com that's a-n-j leadership.com. so go sign up and, and come spend a day with me I would love that and you'll, you'll make some new friends and that's the point um, as well is to begin to connect um, in community and it brings me to our second question well not really our second question but uh, another question which is what is so important about friendship I, I know and you must know too Caroline people who don't really think friends are important, kind of get all tied up with their work or their position, um, kind of feel like they can do everything by themselves. W- what advice do you have for people who think this is not important?
3: Um, I, I mean, I, I think uh, f- friendship, yeah, for me, is, is crucial in, in everybody's life and, and it's related to to the, the nature of who we are. I mean, as human beings, uh, we are social people and, um, and the social interactions are really uh, critical um, in terms of uh, celebrating things in terms of learning from each other um, and also feeding some basic psychological uh, needs um, so i I cannot conceive uh, like a world uh, without uh, without friends. I think though you have so many different levels of friends as we were saying earlier, you have the friends that you've known forever and, and that you consider um, as family. Then you have the, the friends who come and go in your life at a particular point of time. And um, not that there was a breakup or anything like that, but um, at a certain time in your life, they fit the purpose and, and then they go. Um, and and then you have the, the casual friends, the people that... Uh, that you meet every day at the gym or or when you go and buy your bread. Um, But you just have casual conversations and and nothing really, really deep. Um, So there are so many different levels of friendships. And and I think when you can have a a network of those casual friends, uh, the friends that come and go, and then the true uh, really, really long-time friends, um, uh, that fulfills your your need as a human being.
2: There's something so nourishing about having... um people who know you and know meaning any of those levels that you talked about just a little bit to say hello because uh, they see you at the grocery store every day or every other day I go every day so that's my my rhythm <laughs> but uh, or those who we we spend a, a more time with or those who we you know have these long friendships with it makes me feel like the the term friend is a very broad term. It's not just about people who are like you and me who, you know, I'd say she's my friend and we're going out for dinner and we, we talk about all these, these things. But it, I never thought about the person at the grocery store who is also in the category of friend. So you're helping me to broaden my perspective on this. <laughs>
3: Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I really think, um, I mean, we f- yeah, have friends, uh, have uh, different, yeah, different levels of uh, of uh, meaning, and uh, and uh, in terms of nourishing your soul, and um, as you were saying, just receiving a smile from someone around the corner, um, like it's 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 a form of uh, of uh, giving positive uh, feedback, and and that's the beginning sometimes
2: of a friendship. You know, my kids, my kids think I'm crazy. I talk to people wherever we go. I I, I just. It, you know I happen to be the the kind of person who's very relationship oriented so whenever I do anything I'm always I'm always in relationship with whomever I'm doing it with so um, I'm using the grocery store example again. I will talk to people at the grocery store about the tomatoes or about, you know, and it may be another shopper and it may be the the person who works in that department. But I feel free to have that kind of conversation with anyone at any time. And, you know, some people are more closed and some people are more open. And I suppose I gravitate to the ones who look like they're they're willing and it's not a conscious thing that I actually choose to do but I'll often have these little interactions with people that last about a minute or so or less and my children will then say to me do you know that person mom <laughs> and I'll say no I don't know that person but I know them now because we just talked about the tomatoes and and they they're just amazed like what you talked to someone you didn't know I mean I suppose we've been teaching them Um, And I say that in sort of a global way. We teach our kids, you know, not to talk to strangers or to be careful. And here I am chatting up everybody I see. So, um, but there's something about that human connection that really matters to me. And I appreciate, and I never would have put this under the umbrella of friend until now. I go to that store And every person that works there says hello. I say hello. We have a little exchange with each other. They ask me how I am. I ask them how they are. At Christmas time, we hug each other and wish each other or New Year's or whatever the occasion is. We talk about the weather. It's these little things, but it means so much. It really means so much. And it was only when um, my marriage ended and I became a single parent that I realized I think the full value of that these people at this particular store that I'm thinking of um, which by the way is called Sun Valley and it's at the corner of Birchmount and Danforth Road so if you're ever in Toronto and want to go to a great independent grocery store um, this is the one to go to uh, it it made me feel held it made me feel um, like somebody cared like I mattered to somebody and in those early days of kind of getting my ground again after such a big life transition, that meant a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a feeling that you're part of a social network uh, much bigger than self. So it's, it's really, really important, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: When did, I, I was reading your bio and I was reading about um, the big, passion that you have for food, mm-hmm. and you talked about your grandmother, and I wonder what you might share of what you learned about, um, so friend is a very broad term, it could also include family, um, family relationships. What, what did she teach you about friendship?
3: Um, I think, yeah, I mean, there's, um, I, um, I'm a food professional, and I work uh, in innovation and, and food development strategy. and. Uh, And I think the reason I've always been attracted to food is um, I've seen through my grandmother already when I was a child um, how um, members were gathering, and and it was always around food. Um, So that could be from my grandmother and their neighbor's friends uh, coming together just to... uh, um, to cook a whole, uh, pig and, and, and have food for like the whole winter. Or that could be in good times to celebrate, um, Christmas and Thanksgiving and Easter. Or that could also be in bad time when you have a funeral and, and people get together and, and share foods. And, um, and that's for me like every time I worked in my, in my field in research and development and making new products, but also on a personal level when I have people around. Um, I think food has a very, very strong, uh, social component and um, and and it's um, it's really really packed um, linked, sorry, to friendship. When you have friends over, you you enjoy opening up a lot of wine. You enjoy sharing uh, some bread and, and some dips so or things like that. And um, I think it's very interesting to to see that um, in any culture and uh, in any event, uh, food is always at the center of uh, of a social gathering or a social celebration that could involve friends or friends and family, and, and that's something that really attracted me uh, when I started working in that field.
2: Hmm. So it wasn't just because you enjoyed eating, it actually <laughs> had something to do with the, the sense of community that goes with it. Yes, absolutely, and con- and yeah. connection And connection. You know, uh, you've come to my house a few times, and I love to host and have people over, but I, I'm not so good at, I don't. My food presentation is not as elegant as yours, so I'm always happy when you come here and I can say to you, can you put this on the plate for me? And then this beautiful, this thing that doesn't look so great the way I'm holding it at the moment or giving it to you becomes this work of art on the plate. And so there's something about your your gift um, is the beauty that you bring to it too, Caroline. I, I want you to hear that.
3: Yeah, I mean I, I I think like to be to be honest with you is yeah, I mean it's like you put love into your food because because you want to please people um but I think in the end it doesn't really matter. I mean, you want to make sure you don't <laughs> you serve edible food, but right. um but as, it, it's more like the intention and uh and just having several people all around and like food um quickly becomes uh, secondary and it's more like the interactions and the laughs around food and what you talk about. So I think food is an enabler of uh, of social gatherings, and, and then it's, uh, it's really the interactions and those special moments and, and how you remember those special moments. Um, I mean, how often you've seen people who just uh, take a picture of, uh, of a label of a bottle of wine, not only because they like the wine, but also because they want to remember, oh, I drank that wine when we celebrated Josh, 10 years' birthday, all that type of thing. And uh, and you just, yeah, it's just an enabler for, like, to share and remember strong moments. Mm.
2: Well, I, I agree with all of that. And I still say that there's, um, it's not about beauty as the end, as the end, but there is something about the beauty that you bring to it that makes it special or makes it... Um, memorable I guess Mm -hmm. and you know if you could take a piece of cheese and just put it on a plate and give someone a knife and say here's some crackers go eat it you know (laughs) or you could or you could put it on the plate and then put some grapes beside it and then and there's just I don't know there's something about that that okay it moves me and I'm I almost I was tearing up when I said it a few moments ago Mm -hmm. so there's something very special for me in that and I just I'm underlining it for with you because I want you to know that that's an impact that you have when you bring your self and your friendship and your food and your love um, to the party, and I don't mean only at parties, I mean to the party of our friendship yeah, yeah. <laughs> it means it means a lot to me
3: yeah, thank you I mean I, I think it's it's probably because um, you're trying like it's like a gift um, you're um, I mean talking back to the commitment to your happiness, it's like you're you're committing to to making these moments special for the other people and that could be uh, the grapes beside the cheese or that could be your smile when you pass the plate around and and in the end it's because you like you want to please other people and uh, and other people's happiness is at this particular moment is, is more important than your own happiness
2: mm. and what does that give you back then when you do that
3: um, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, I've, um, um, I've been raised in a, in a family where typically you don't talk about your, your feelings and, and you don't really, um, share issues or, or you don't show how vulnerable you can be. And, um, I would say in the last couple of years, um, I've become, uh, a lot more comfortable, um, in sharing my personal stories. Um, in showing to my friends that i 'm vulnerable and 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 i 'm not perfect and uh, and what i 've found and witnessed is uh, is pretty amazing it 's like the more you give and and the more vulnerable um, you show yourself to people, uh, the more you receive in exchange and um, and the quality of uh, what you receive is a lot more authentic and um and that's something that i wasn't comfortable with and um and through uh, particular challenging times in my personal life i've i've been forced to uh, to be more vulnerable and open myself and uh and the feedback and what i've received has been tremendous so i strongly encourage everybody to to sometimes just be more real more authentic and uh, and what you receive in exchange is uh, is is awesome
2: you know, the um, the stories from the heart of leadership arose out of, uh, uh, well, in, in an invitation to me to have a radio show, which I thought was a great idea, but I wanted to know... You know, what was my intention in doing it? What what was what was the purpose it was going to serve? And it led me into asking questions about that on a, a larger scale than just the show. But you may have um, caught this at the beginning when we heard the intro for the show. I think so many people walk around with some sort of a mask on or some sort of a persona that they, they feel they have to adopt in order to be acceptable or to be, you know, part of the crowd or to occupy the role that they occupy at work work and yet um, it's when we take those those um, superficialities when we take them away and get at what what's really going on with this person what do they really see or care about or worry about that we begin to realize ah we're not so different after all and I think that maybe some of the feedback you're getting I don't know because I I don't think I knew you I think i since I've known you, I've felt that you're very open. At least that's the way our friendship has been. So I don't have anything to compare to. But I do know that often people will say things like, oh, you know, when I heard about you or when I saw you or when I thought about you, I I thought you were like this. But now that I'm getting to know you, I see that, oh, you actually worry about the same things that I do. And um, so this thing about not being alone, which is such another basic human need is to know that we're not alone that that we are joined with other humans that we share something some connection with other humans that's what that offers too when we can open up and be a bit more real and authentic
3: yeah absolutely and and i and i think um i mean you need uh specific conditions to to achieve that um I mean, as you said, like I think with you, right from the beginning, I've been very open and vulnerable, and and we've had some very, very deep and crucial conversations on on so many different subjects, Um, but I think the main criteria that allowed that at the time was it felt safe, Yes. and and I think uh, feeling safe in a relationship, and especially how friendship can sustain, um, I think it's a key uh, criteria where you don't fear judgment uh you don't fear uh, implications and and you you can be yourself and and receive from the other person what what's meant to be received and um and i think it's something that sometimes you cannot achieve that i mean i'm sure we all have uh, friends that um sometimes we are we're not comfortable telling them something so we just just going to let it go because we're afraid Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, feeling safe is really critical to, to achieve this high level of uh, authenticity in relationships.
2: So, it's it's almost time for us to take another break, but I'm intrigued by the question of how do we create safe space together? And I think I'd like to drop that in as the question for the next segment. And again, I want to invite you to call in if you're so moved to, uh, to talk about friendship and, and now to talk about what constitutes um, safe space or how do we create that feeling of safety or um, comfort that makes it okay to talk about things at a deeper level. Um, so join us at one 346 We're going to take a break now, but we'll be right back. Talk to you soon.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to stories
1: from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamine an email. Her email address is shamim at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership.
2: Hello and welcome back. I'm here with my friend Caroline Francisco and we are talking about friends. Beloved in the good times, crucial in the hard times. And where we left it before the break was with an invitation for you to join us, which I'll give you the number again if you want to. It's one 346 9141 and the question of um, how to co-create safe space and uh before we before we jump in there there's there's something i always feel a little uncomfortable about doing on the show but i'm practicing and stretching into uh the discomfort of it which is was just promoting my own services um that's why partly why i have the show because i want you all to hear my message of hope i guess i have a hope for us humans that that we could actually um be in relationship with each other in a way that serves us all to be as Caroline said committed to our happiness and striving and reaching for the very best for us all and I do that in my work I do that through the work that I do and so um, if if what you're hearing on the show and you've listened to a few shows and you're saying I like what she has to say well, let's talk about how I might be able to support you too, and this might be you as a professional who works with other human beings, um, somebody who's in leadership development as I am, I, I mentor a lot of my colleagues in this work, or maybe you as a leader, that's the other group of people that I generally work with, are organizational leaders want to learn more about how um, my leadership consulting and executive coaching can help you and your team to achieve the sustainable business outcomes that you're hoping for. And it may be that you are working with kids in some way, shape, or form. And you've heard me talk about the Power Circles for Kids. Uh, It's a program that I continue to evolve. I'm doing my third year of it this year at Bond Academy, the school that my children and Caroline's children go to. And I'm so thrilled because we've come up with a little bit more structure for it for this year. And so we're what we're talking about is power circles for kids. Um, Uh, resilience, leadership, and empowerment. Those are the the three kind of, um, I don't know, tagline or qualities or um, pieces of the puzzle, if you like. So if any of that interests you and you want to chat more, uh, contact me at and that's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N, at anjaleadership.com, that's A-N-J-A-L-I, leadership.com. Send me an email and we'll chat. All right. So enough of my self-promotion. Now back to the topic at hand, and co-creating that safety. Um, what what makes it feel safe, Caroline? Safe to expose uh, those more tender parts or that more real part of yourself with another?
3: Um, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I have uh, I have the total answer to. Um, to be able to respond to that question, I think it's um, it's uh, it's a special chemistry and it's a feeling and I think it's um, again it's looking back at the intention of the other person or the person you're talking to and and feeling that this person um, is not judging you and um, only wants the best for you and and uh, will try to contribute to what's best for you based on their abilities and experience and so I think it's a feeling that you're, you're safe to be vulnerable you're not going to be judged mm. and the person has no other intention than your happiness or, or providing or showing support um, to to you.
2: Well I think that that non-judgmental stance is, is really one of the cornerstones of what does make it feel safe is knowing, feeling like you won't be judged and, and then also knowing that you know, what you say is um, held with a great deal of tenderness, um, respect for the sacredness of, you know, it's it's pretty big to expose your, your feelings to another human being. I was thinking about, speaking about the power circles for kids, I was thinking about one day, I had the kids, I asked them to... Um, work on their own for a few minutes. They had all set a goal for themselves and uh, for the school year, something they wanted to create um, between September and June and we were at about maybe October or November and I had said to them, okay, um, thinking about that goal, what in your life right now supports you in moving towards that and what in your life gets in your way when you think about moving towards that? So I asked them to think about that and maybe write a few things in their little journals that I had given them And then I put them into trios and asked them to share with each other, just to share whatever they were comfortable sharing about what they'd written. So at the end of it, uh, I asked them, you know, what was it like to talk with each other in this way? And uh, one, one young man put his hand up and said, it felt like a relief. And I said, say more about that. And he said, well, now I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one who faces the the challenges that I face, um, and uh, it makes me feel relieved to know I'm not I'm on I'm not by myself in this. And I just thought, you know, that that they there was safe space that we collectively created with the program, I suppose, and also in that moment that made it okay for these kids to share a little, a little deeper under the waterline, if you like. Um, You think of the metaphor of an iceberg, about 10% of the iceberg is visible above the water, 90% of it we don't see when we're just looking at it from on top of the water. And so these kids were invited to share a little bit deeper under the waterline and found to their great surprise that it, it created comfort. And I love that. And I wish I knew what the thing was that made that feel okay, but they've... But they say that that's not the norm. They they reported to us, we don't normally talk this way. So I wonder if there's something here too about the non-judgmental stance, but also the willingness to inquire below the waterline.
3: Yeah, and means- I mean, I think it may be also related just to social standards. I mean, you're you're typically raised to show that you're strong, that you're a doer, that um, that like you're like. It's easy to get on with your life and and I, and I think like just to be very authentic uh, takes even more courage and and it's something that we may not have been raised um mm. to to be comfortable with mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. true enough, true enough, and then do our structures you know i e school and workplaces do they allow for that do they are they set up with that in mind because if the meeting is all about the numbers. And all about the um, bottom line, uh, does it leave space for someone to, to raise a fear or a concern that they have?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's true. And, I mean, you see more and more, like in the business world, um, you see more and more seminars or more and more articles published around uh, authentic leaders. And uh, and it's not something that, um, that the world was talking about like a few years ago. I mean, you would have... A, uh, big people who've created or changed uh, history uh, that were known as authentic leader, but that wasn't something that really you talked into the business world or in each company. And I think now there's a recognition that you could be a very accomplished uh, business person, but at the same time, you can be also authentic. And, and, and that brings... Um, like we're in a very changing world where um, today's like people change uh, companies uh, more easily. They create new connections every day, and and I think having that extra layer of uh, yeah, I want to stay with that leader because he's authentic, because I trust him, because we share the same things, um, is a good thing in terms of uh, motivating people, but also ensuring you build long-term connections.
2: Uh, a client um, uh, in the last week, I've had a couple of clients talk to me about new leaders that have come into their workplaces and the difference, you know, between the new and the old. And uh, the other funny thing about what you're saying is, um, I'm going to Baltimore tomorrow, and I'm I'm leading um, and delivering and facilitating a workshop that is called the Authentic Leader Workshop. Uh, it's one of the workshops that the Leadership Circle and the Full Circle Group, who I'm associated with, um, has created, and it's been. And we've been delivering this for years for it's been around longer than I've been in this business too, but the but the notion or the essence of what it takes and means to be authentic, you're right there's I even feel it in my work. I feel there's more of an openness to that than there was before there there felt like there was more resistance in the early days, like well, what is all this? This is just fluffy stuff and yet. Um a client recently told me about uh, his new boss who came in and, and really inspired and engaged everybody by saying, I don't know all the answers, but I do know that we have to stand for something here together. Let's figure out what it is together. <laughs> um, and they did. And he said it was energizing and it was exciting and it was like a new chapter, a new beginning. And, that, and he said, I know that numbers are going to be associated with this at some point, but right now I'm really excited because... Well, that's the conversation we were having.
3: Yeah, and I think it's. Um, I mean, it's it's even more uh, crucial to be authentic when when you look at. Um, I mean, just an example that related to uh, to friendship and, and Facebook. Um, it's so easy if you if you look at your Facebook uh, feeds, like the feeds, like just to see that um, all your friends and friends of your friends and friends of friends of friends, they all seem happy. They all share those awesome moments and and you only see like a very superficial level of life. Um, but, I mean, a lot of people are, are, are trying to understand and analyze the impact on social development and, and teens and about Facebook. And it could be like if you, sometimes you can feel even more isolated just looking at a Facebook page because you everybody else around you seems happy and maybe you're having a, a challenging time. And, yes. and I think uh, as much as uh, Facebook is, can be a very, very awesome tool. I think it's uh, the need of being authentic um, with the people around you and and not always portray like a facade of uh, everything being great and happy. Um, I think it's even more critical um, in today's world. And the same thing applies uh, in the work environment but also in your personal life.
2: There's um, a, a delicate balance between being authentic and then kind of being a downer. Like this is the thing that I worry about sometimes <laughs> because I don't I don't do superficial so well. I mean I, I think I can do it well too, um, but it's not my go-to. My go-to is generally um, what's real, and what's real often has darkness in it, has sadness in it, has doubt and fear and concern, and um, I sometimes say to myself, okay. It's good to be real and I'm, and I'm not being like being real sounds like it's something that is imposed it's more like i am real and um i'd like to have some light too <laughs> i'd like to have yeah. some lightness here too and i i, I don't want to only focus on the dark but i agree what you're with what you're so my my take on it is same as yours is just my i come to it from the real side and sometimes think oh i i could probably stand to be a little lighthearted some of the time <laughs> and that would serve me well but i don't I don't tolerate superficial very well, so that's probably part of uh, part of what it is. And I suppose we all have our own <laughs> journeys to walk. But I agree. I think that, especially for young people, I think that there's a danger with Facebook uh, that that it can only portray the positive, and then again, you're left feeling if if that's not your experience, that you're the only one. And um, that's that's not a good thing for kids. Which is another reason why I'm so excited about the program at the school, because um, I want to help kids to to begin to relate to each other in this as more ben- beneath the waterline way. So important.
3: And and that's where I mean friendship is uh, is also sometimes can also um, like if you're having a tough moment or, or you're not in a good mood. Um, that's where friends can provide a new light on things and, and help you things in a different angle and, 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 kind of move past that. So, um, again, that goes back to the need to have real interaction with people that are, that, that mean well to you, but that also want to help you so you're, you're not stuck in a situation and you can move on and, and, and learn from it.
2: Well, one of the things I know to be true is that you are that kind of friend for me, and I know I can turn to you, Caroline, anytime I need to with anything, and that you will welcome me with open arms and, um, and be there, be understanding, tell me the truth, and uh, still hold me with love. And for that, I am so grateful, and I'm so grateful that you joined me here on the show today. Thank you so much.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. That's uh, the first time I uh, <laughs> participated in such an event. And, and also, it's not an easy uh, topic. I mean, it's a topic that touches all, and, and it's hard. I mean, it's like this special chemistry that sometimes you, you can't explain, but you know it's, uh, it's critical in your life. So I hope I was able to shed a bit of light on it. And uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, to my true friend, uh, Shamin, thank you
2: oh thanks Caroline you did and, and we have so for those of you who are listening um, join us next week and in between here's something to simmer in the pot who are your friends how easy is it for you to be honest and open with them and vice versa and if you were to take your friendship to the next level of authenticity what would be possible I invite you to sit with that and I look forward to being with you again next week thanks so much for being with us and take care
1: Thank you so much for joining us today for stories from the heart of leadership shamin Sadiq will be back next monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time on the voice america empowerment channel we hope you'll come back as well have a terrific week and remember you are not alone
0: Ken, and I am as general a contractor as you'll find. I do
4: kitchen remodeling, additions, plumbing, painting. Ken does it all. And I'm Mandy, the
0: owner of the UPS store in my neighborhood. And Mandy here does it all, too. She
4: handles Ken's packing and shipping. Because when you're remodeling a bathroom and a client
0: changes their mind on a light fixture or a mirror, Mandy packs it up and ships it out. She also helps Ken promote his business, like with these new brochures we printed, new business cards. And the flyers are great, too.